welcome to the Holistic High Performance Podcast with your host, Daniel Christofferson. My next guest was my instructor at the SBA's 2019 Emerging Leaders Executive Education course, and she went on to become my executive coach. Mary Marshall is an executive coach and business consultant with years of experience working with executives and businesses. She's been a business owner, CEO, SVP, instructor, and many other roles over the years. Recently, she just published a book series including How Not to Be a Leader, How Not to Build a Great Team, and How Not to Create a Winning Strategy with co-author Kim Obnick. This follows two previous books authored by Marshall, The Entrepreneur Puzzle and The Great Cultural Disconnect. I'm delighted to have Mary join us today on the show so we can talk about SMART goals and how they can help you. Welcome to the show, Mary. Thanks so much for having me, Dan. Really appreciate it. So this is a term often used in business called SMART goals. Um, and working with you on these SMART goals, it's helped me achieve so many things and seeing where I got stuck. And so I thought it would be fun to have you on the show and kind of share with people what SMART goals are and how they can kind of apply to everybody's everyday lives. Yeah, no, I'm happy to talk about them. I think they're one of the keys for any individual or any business owner being successful. And the reason is that they serve a, a purpose. So human beings are want to, how do I say this? We have great intentions. We always have great intentions and we want to do things. But unless we are much more specific about those intentions, they often don't happen. So what we do is apply this term SMART goal to our intentions, and they generally start happening a lot quicker. Now, one of the things, there was an article years ago that I read that said, if you think you're going to do something and just decide on it, there's only about a 10% chance it's actually going to happen. If you actually tell somebody else about it, it bumps up all the way to about 50%. If you put a timeline on it, you move it up to about 75%. If you write it down and share it with somebody else that is going to hold you accountable, it goes all the way up to about 90% that it's actually going to happen. So SMART goals are a component of that. So if we start with the S on SMART goals, it is what I just said, specific. Because if I said to you, you know, I'm going to run a marathon. What does that tell you? I don't know when. I don't know. There's a lot of things that I don't know. It tells me right. that you're going to run a marathon someday. You know, where are you going to run this marathon? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very vague. And that's the way most goals are. So you have to be very specific about, you know, I want to run a marathon this year. It's going to be a half marathon. And it's going to be over on one of the islands on one of these where I can actually walk because I don't run, you know, so you, you have to add a lot of specificity to these things in order to make them happen. So like a lot of business owners will tell me, yeah, I want to grow my business. Well, that's about as vague as you can get, really. How, how much do you want to grow? 10%, 50%, 20%, you know, and in service of what, what are we doing here? So the specificity really, really matters. So, so. S is for specific. So the devil's in the details. Correct. Correct. And so um, you want to be specific on what this goal is, um, why you want to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the, what are the details around it? Why is this relevant? 
Right. And even before we get to the actual goals, just real briefly, I'll talk about that it has to be in service of something larger. So specifically when you're in a business or even with your personal life, you know, when we're thinking about what do we want to do? What do we want to achieve? Let's just take 2021, because I think we can all agree that 2020 kind of goes in the waste bin. It was not a good year overall. But if we say, what's our vision? So if we say for 2021, what's our vision? And so I want to put people at the end of 2021, not December of 2020, but, you know, December of 2021, you're sitting there and you're telling me, how, what a great year you've had. And so I'm going to say, great, what specifically has happened, you know, and then from there, we're going to be able to kind of create those goals for you. So you always have to start with the vision first. And then in a business, not necessarily in a personal context, you're going to have strategic objectives. And these are big buckets of things like in a business, it's going to be something in finance, something in marketing, possibly, you know, a new bucket of clients that you're going to try and get or some equipment you're going to purchase, who knows. But then we get down to the goals and the goals are always typically annual. So if we start with the specific, you know, be really specific about what we want. For example, what do you want to happen in 2021, Dan? What's one of your goals? We want to move into a new building at the clinic. Okay, Um, great. All right. So So what you're saying is we've got to work backwards. We got to look at where do you want to be at the end of this goal? If you've already achieved this goal and then how do you engineer that going backwards? Um, So I work with a lot of athletes and their coaches Mm -hmm. do this because Mm -hmm. they're very specific that they want to compete in the Olympics. What do they have to do to qualify to get to the Olympics? What do they have to do to qualify to get to the qualifiers? Right. So you kind of work backwards. Um, And I see my athletes, you know, use this in that context, but they don't necessarily use it in other areas of their life. Yeah. And it's, it's, it applies to everything. It really does apply to everything. And the reason that you envision it much like athletes do is that they can feel it. You want to get that visceral feeling of what it's going to be like. You want to understand that. And once you sort of grab onto it, it's like, you can see it out there. You can get really close to it versus it not even being clear, because if it's not clear, you have no idea what road is going to take you there. And so, you know, getting that specificity is really important. So getting specific is really kind of what is it that you want to be or what is it you want to do or accomplish Mm -hmm. kind of in the timeline, working Mm -hmm. backwards from there yeah, and then really being specific in the feeling or what that will do for you by achieving that goal. Yeah. Yeah. Connecting the dots. And then the next uh, letter, of course, is M and that means it has to be measurable. Because like the business owner example I gave you, you just want to grow your business. Well, there's nothing in that that's measurable. How, how do we know when we get there? So if you're training for the Olympics and you know there's got to be some markers in between here and there. And so we would want to have that be measurable. I want to you know be in the Olympics and therefore my speed in whatever sport has to get up to X number you know, okay, that's a measurable goal. So that example of what do I have to do to qualify? So, you know, how many games do I have to win? What is my, what does my speed have to be? What are my competitor speeds going to be? So those, those are, those are data points along the way, Mm -hmm. those measurable pieces in the clinic. We do this uh, when people come in, they they tell us their goals that they want to have. And then we do assessment with them on range of motion in their body, overall energy level, 
because those are things that we can measure over time and we can show them the progress and see the changes that they're making. They also help us kind of keep them on track because if we do an intervention and we kind of end up going a different direction, then we know, hey, we need to course correct. Mm-hmm. So having those objectives to be able to measure helps you kind of keep everything on track. Yeah, definitely. And the the other way, the, the other reason that the M is important or the measurable is important is other people will know, right? It's easy for other to, people to understand. If you have a very vague goal out there without any measurable, nobody really understands, you know, when you're there, how you win. And, and we need those markers. We need those markers in life. Well, we need them for ourselves too, because if we don't have them, we get, we can lose, we can get frustrated or we forget yeah. how far we've come. Um, I see this with clients who are in chronic pain frequently, yeah. um, you know, and I, I try to get very specific with them or what are your goals? Because sometimes it's, you know, being able to sit up straight or sleep through the night or open a door without having pain, you know, or washing my hair. And so they may still have pain, but then we can go back and say, Hey, you know, you were able to wash your hair. You were able to sleep through the night and that gives them hope and wants them to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important specifically, like when I was uh, working with you um, and we had very specific goals for the business for 2020, which pretty much all flew out the window uh, because of COVID However, when you really look back at that, because you were so specific of them about them, like we, we were talking earlier, a lot of them have actually happened. Yeah. Um, we actually, we didn't move into the much larger space that we had planned on, but we did, open a, we did, we did open another office, um, oh. and kind of got another program started. Um, we're launching this podcast. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of the little details that have all been wrapped up and brought about because I had those goals. And I was surprised, actually, I recently went back and read through my business plan for this year. And so I'm excited for 2021 to see what we're going to be able to do next. Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. Um, And then when you get to the uh, A in the SMART goals, this one, uh, a lot of books will show it as attainable or achievable. Either one is fine. It just means it has to be doable. A lot of times people get very discouraged with goals because they put something out there that is giant or big or, you know, almost impossible. And they may make progress towards it. And, and in, on rare occasions, they actually get there. But the, if it's too big and too impossible, like the gap between here and there is just not going to be bridged, uh, it, it's depressing and demotivating. And so the goal has the opposite effect on somebody than to motivate them. So you want to make sure that it's a little bit of a stretch, but not impossible. So for example, if you were going to have a building next year, if that's your goal to have a building, you know, it would be great to have it be 10,000 square feet and have all this wonderful stuff. But that's probably a little bit of a too big of a stretch. So you may go down to 5,000 feet, which is something that's okay, that, that pinch is a little bit, but it's possible, right? We want it to be possible. And that's what we had to do this year. I mean, you, mm-hmm. just because you've set a goal, you have to adjust to it along the way. Right. Um, and so in you know, 2020, you know, we had hoped to have a much larger space with a teaching facility and multiple rooms. And given our current climate, you know, that wasn't attainable this year. 
Yeah. Um, it, we could have done it, but it wouldn't have been a good business choice for us. Yeah. So, you know, to scale that down to what was attainable was, hey, we can open a new office, kind of one room suite, get the equipment in there and kind of have people start training and doing that. You know, I see this with clients too, and I, I see a lot of athletes. So, I mean, I use these examples, but sometimes those big goals, they may be a really big goal of going to the Olympics, but that's not going to happen in a year. That's going to be a four year yeah. cycle. Mm -hmm. And so that's understanding what is attainable in this year. What is it attainable for, you know, maybe it's not going to be this cycle. Maybe it'll be two cycles down the road. Mm -hmm. So that's where that attainable piece comes in. We've broken things down into smaller pieces. Um, yeah. And so and, what and what little, can we attain? Mm -hmm. Little markers along the way, you know, smaller goals inside of the larger goal, right? And that that really helps people achieve that versus getting depressed and just giving the whole thing up. And particularly this year, what's been really interesting with the majority of my clients is that almost everyone's strategic plan had to be thrown out the window, probably by about April or May. Um, you know, just everything was upended. However, there were opportunities and they did learn lots of different things. And so that's where businesses that can adapt fairly quickly and that are able to simply use the process to redo the goals based on the external circumstances that, you know, through no fault of their own just happened. Those are the businesses that actually innovated and are thriving today versus the ones who panicked and you know, said, well, this was our plan and stuck to it and then ended up in a ditch. You know, I see that with athletes as well. Um, sometimes it's, you have an injury and, you know, you had your chosen sport and that's not there, but now you switch. And I've done a couple interviews recently too, where, you know, they weren't going to be able to get to where they wanted to go in the sport that they were. So they, they switched into a new sport. So that ability to adjust, that ability to be adaptable, as you said, mm -hmm. Yeah. All of those fit under this achievable um, yes. kind of category. Yeah, yeah. And, and you just have to be able to say, okay, not now. And then, you know, move to whatever is possible now. And then when we go to the R, the R is for relevant, or I like to call it results-based. Now, the relevant piece of it, which is what you'll see if you Google SMART goals, is it's got to mean something. You know, there's got to be a why in there for you. Otherwise, what's the point? And so it's got to, you know, be a, a path to that goal of, of being in the Olympics or something for your business. You know, it's got to matter and we have to figure out what that is, but it also has to be focused in a result. And that's where I get the results based, because if it's not a result, if it's just, oh, I'm going to be feeling this way, well, kind of hard to to measure that. And you're probably not going to feel that 24 hours a day. So, you know, it has to be a result of something that you're doing. How do people kind of find that relevance? I mean, everybody's different. So, you know, for, and I think you kind of have to dig deep for that. Well, if, let's just talk personal for a minute. So yeah. the, a lot of the goals that get shoved at people are because of what other people want or what they see on social media or the messages that they've been getting all their life about what they should look like or should do or should all that kind of stuff. And we, when we're coming up with personal goals for ourselves, we almost need to throw all of that away. And we need to say, what would really make me happy if all of the universe lined up for me. And if all of the resources were there for me, what would I want? 
who would I want to be? What would I want to do? What would that look like? And, and that's a funny place for people to get to sometimes. And it's kind of a, a hard place for them to get to because sometimes they've never actually let them feel that, you know, they've never let themselves go there. We're as people, and I find this with my clients frequently, we're very comfortable with our lower limits of how little money we're willing to have, how little love, how little touch, how little affection. We know when we're uncomfortable there. Yeah. But there's a game I like to play with my clients called How Good Can You Stand It? Because (laughs) there's the lower level, but then there's also the upper level of, you know, when we get to close to what we want or, you know, what we think we should be able to have or what we've been conditioned to, that can be wildly uncomfortable too. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do you kind of move through that discomfort at that upper level of, oh, what would happen if I had this much money or if I had this much love or I had this much success or I was this visible in the world? Mm -hmm. I had an example there. When I first started out in business in massage school, we had a training and we were talking about taxes. And if you, at that point, if you made more than $50,000 a year, you had to file quarterly taxes. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in a family that just didn't like to do the business stuff and that sort of thing. So (laughs) for me, the thought of filing quarterly taxes (laughs) kept me at a threshold of making sure I didn't make $50,000 a year. (laughs) And it wasn't until a couple of years later that I questioned that threshold uh, in talking with a friend that I was like, oh, okay. And, and the next year I doubled my income hmm. and I found out that, oh, I just had to fill out the same form and send in a payment four times a year instead of just once a year. Yeah, we have artificial barriers that we place on ourselves that others have placed on us and they stop us from really thinking about what we want and what's relevant to us and how do we wanna put that into place. And when we can be freed of that or live in the space of it's all possible and there are no restrictions, you know, what would we want? And that's just called imagining and and being free to be in that spot to imagine. When I work with business owners on the vision for their business, I tell them, go sit in a room, close your eyes and imagine that you had all the resources, all the people, all the money, all the business that you would ever want what would that look like in tell me where you're sitting what you're doing how many people you have how many clients you have describe that to me once we get that then we pair it back to what's achievable back to the a mm-hmm. you know and then we start building a plan but we have to go there first or we can't build the plan to get there so that relevant part kind of ties in with that specific part as well mhm you know, Absolutely. Those. Yeah. It's, you've got to tie it. Yeah. If, if they're not tied, there's nothing in it for you to do it. Right. There's, there's, it, you're, you're, it's like you're out in space and somebody just cut your tether, right. There's nothing there. Yeah. So, so we've been talking about this concept of smart goals and how we can use them in our lives. We've talked about the specific goals the measurable goals, the achievable goals and the relevant goals. And tell us about what's the T. Well, the T is the biggie. The T is the big one that most everyone forgets, and that's time bound. And you have to put a specific measure on the goal. And if you don't, it decreases the likelihood of you getting there by, I think it's, there's a couple of different studies out there, but it's somewhere between 30 and 40%. 
So it's very, very important to the likelihood of the goal actually being done. So it's usually very specific, meaning by the end of 2021, I will have accomplished X, or it can be, you know, by the end of Q2 or by this Friday, but there's some very specific time that you need to have it finished by. Because it's, it's like when you're in school and you have term papers or, you know, tests and all that stuff, it's there. Now, a lot of people choose not to study until the night before. And some people study, you know, the whole time up until the test doesn't really matter. That's the time, right? That's the deadline. So it kind of creates that focus and, you know, that internal sense of pressure to get it done in a specific time. Yes. Yeah. Think of it as the deadline for your goal. (laughs) Now, what happens if somebody is working on their goal and they're getting really close and they miss their deadline? Well, if it's a personal goal, is it still important to you? You know, you just have to ask yourself that. And there may have been very good things like 2020 that came along and upended pretty much all of your goals. So, you know, it's okay. Switch it, put another date on it and, and commit. The problem is if you keep bumping the date, you've got to ask yourself why, you know, why did I bump it more than once? You know, am I, is, am I afraid of it? Is, is there some reason I'm not getting there? Um, what's going on, but you have to be honest with yourself about that. And sometimes we need outside help with that to kind of get yeah. through those things. That's, I mean, that's why I hire an executive coach. That's why yeah. I, you know, work with the people that I do because sometimes emotions get in the way. Sometimes mm-hmm. behaviors get in the way or habits. And so learning to look at those things and how do you really kind of adjust that? Yeah. Well, and it's like the business who says, yeah, I'm going to grow my business the non, non-smart goal versus I'm going to grow my business in 2021 by 10% through uh, existing clients. We're going to get more business out of existing clients and our net profit is going to be X. And the reason I want to do this is so that I can sell my business at some point. Okay. It's got everything in there versus I want to grow my business you know, two very different statements. And you can, you can really see the second one. You can't really see the first one. So you're painting a picture. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You really, you, you want them to be artists. And so be an artist for your life, figure out what that looks like. You have a blank canvas. Yes. None of us are young and you know, there may be some paint on there already, but you get to take the paint and do something new. You get to figure out whatever it is you want and you will get closer to that than if you never pick up the paintbrush. That's fantastic, Mary. Um, I'm really enjoying this. Let's do a little recap and kind of go through these one more time for our audience. Cause I'm thinking about people, you know, new year's comes around and everybody sets intentions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they may come out of the gate strong in January, but you know, it's it's kind of a joke in the gym industry that like, oh, we're going to be so busy in January. And then by February, you know, where did everybody go? Mm -hmm. So we have these kind of five steps of smart goals that we talked about. So Mm -hmm. there was specific. Mm -hmm. So getting really clear on what it is that you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And we're going to work, work, work backwards from there. We want to have a really strong feeling of if I achieve that, what would that feel like? Mm -hmm. And then measurable. And so that's part of the working backwards piece of we've, we, what are the steps we have to do to get there? Mm 
Mm-hmm. Breaking those down. what does it down. look like when we get there? It's very specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Achievable. So mm-hmm. is this possible? Have we bitten off more than we can chew? Or does this need to be a longer cycle? Maybe this is yeah. one step in, in a bigger goal that we have. Mm-hmm. Relevant or results oriented, as you put it. Mm-hmm. Um, so why is this meaningful to me? Mm-hmm. What, what, What's the tie? What's the tie that binds? <laughs> and then time bound. What what data we put on the calendar? Mm-hmm. And what is it, to your earlier question, one of the reasons that the goals don't happen, or you know, the people start falling off on the gym membership, is they made them too big and they didn't tie them to anything. You know, they weren't they. It was a somebody a fleeting goal, or somebody else told them they made it too big. And they lost motivation because they weren't seeing results quickly. So slow down, make them slow and a little bit of a stretch, but not impossible. One of the things that I often say to my clients is dream really, really big, because Mm -hmm. even if you end up with a little bit less, you're going to have more than somebody who just dreamt small. Absolutely. So we can have big dreams, but then you got to reverse engineer those dreams into this smart goal format to be able to kind of achieve those dreams. Yeah, because the big dreams are great. It's it's wonderful to have those big dreams. They're just not all going to happen at once. And there may be some smaller steps in there to get to that big dream. It's like uh, I was listening to the news the other night and there was um, one of the, I think it's uh, Simone Sanders, who's one of the people that's on Biden's, uh, she's a spokesperson for Biden. And uh, she's up for the job of communications director or speaker, something like that. And she said she put it out there. She's very young and she put it out there about five years ago because she said, if you don't put it out there, it's never going to happen. And that's the kind of the, and I thought she's so accurate because nobody probably would have thought five years ago that she would ever be in this position. And yet here she is so close. She may get it. She may not, but she's there. And so it's that you, you have to verbalize them. We have to put them out there, apply the SMART principle to them, and you'll be surprised what can happen. And one of the things you mentioned early on is the importance of writing it down mm-hmm. and sharing it with somebody else, somebody yeah. else to kind of guide you along the way, help hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I call it, you know, when I'm working with individuals, I encourage them to find another individual and I call them their accountability buddy. Because you, you two just share whatever goals you have for the year. And it just helps because it's somebody else that you've committed to. So now, even if you won't do it for yourself, you'll do it for that other person because you committed to that other person that you would do something. Or sometimes putting a date on the social media and saying, hey, this is the date we're going to launch. This is the date I'm going to do this. Um, it, it does create a, a pressure. That's and, a big and a drive. commitment. Yeah. And now you're, you know, out there to the world. And so it's like, oh yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fail on that one. <laughs> well, Mary, it's been such a delight having you on the show. Um, can you tell us where our listeners can find out more about what you do? Sure. So you can find me on my website. It's mary-marshall.com. And um, all my contact information is there. I've got a whole bunch of blog, old blog posts and different things that are interesting. So enjoy. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Holistic High Performance Podcast. You can find all the past episodes of the show by visiting holistichighperformance.com. 
Please subscribe to the show to listen to future episodes. We release new episodes every Monday and Thursday. This show would not be possible without the help of our team. We wish to thank our executive assistant, Harlow Brummett Dunn, our producer and chief technical officer, Dan Harmon of DH Productions, our podcast mentor, Angel B. Hartwell, the host and executive producer of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast. Our theme music was composed and arranged by Luca Millard Kish. On behalf of the whole team, we wish to thank you, our listeners. 